Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Hesitation drive by Mitchell. Wrap around up top to Bogdanovich for three. He got it. What a pass. Holy smokes. Donovan Mitchell drove the lane from under the basket. Threw a pass all the way to the top for Bogdanovich for three. That's incredible. 13-11. Bledsoe misses the layup. Catch and shoot for Donovan in transition. Got it. Here's Zion. Open court. Bogdanovich meets him at the three-point line. He crosses over. Shoves off. Goes to the rim. Met by Gobert. Blocked by Gobert. Picked back up by Bledsoe. Fires the three. No good. Rudy battling for the rebound. Fighting, competing, but loses it out of bounds. What effort by Rudy. Bledsoe inbounds. Gets deflected by Gobert. Gets kicked. Bledsoe gets it. Gobert comes back and blocked it. Rudy Gobert argued, turned around, and blocked the shot. Conley right corner. Ball fakes a three. Holding the right pivot. Foot comes off of the left-hand dribble. Wraps it to the ink. Straight down the barrel. Three. No good. Offensive rebound. Gobert back up. Hail to the chief, Rudy Gobert. Gordon, let's jump into the Jazz because they they smoked the Pelicans last night. The final was 118-102, to but it really wasn't even that close. Um, they, They played... Very, very well. I, I have plenty of opinions on this game, but I kind of want to let you loose first. Set the, set the tone here. Where, where do you want to go? Well, let's start with, uh, with the basic, shall we? Uh, the, don't go with the shots thing, please. Can we think a little bit more critically than that? Do you want to talk about why they made shots? I'm fine with that. But if you point to the field goal percentage and say they made shots, end of take. I just Let's, let's get well, a little deeper the, into the it. Thing, okay, let me, let me just say that. I mean, another case where the Jazz shoot over 50% and win. But but here's what's interesting to me. Mike Conley, who has been playing so well and been contributing uh, so mightily to the Jazz and helping them along their way, shoots only two of seven, one of five from three. And yet he had a huge impact on that game for the positive. Huge. Ten assists. What was he? What was his plus minus in that game, Jake? It was like seventy five plus. Let's see. Let me hang on. Uh, twenty six plus twenty six. I mean, that that uh, that shows you the development or the uh, conforming nature of uh, Mike Conley. He has lived and learned, and he bumped and skidded for a long time. You don't have to. He doesn't have to, as a terrific setup man, doesn't have to shoot great every game, and he can help his team still win. And that's what he did last night. The ball was moving. The offense was humming along, just doing fantastic things, and guys were making their shots. And that's jazz basketball, and that is the promise of the Utah Jazz. Look, I know they were playing the Pelicans. I get it. But if the Jazz can find a way to do this 70% of the time, they're going to have a great record this year because they're capable of doing all the things necessary to set up the good shots and then to make the good shots. And uh, that just that that thought kept coming to me again and again and again, and uh, it's encouraging for Jazz fans to see a team work together like that, and uh, especially at the offensive end. And in the modern NBA, I know you and I talk a lot about defense, and it's important. And uh, the Jazz had plenty of that too. Although, although by the way, Zion, Zion's a beast, isn't he? Isn't he? He is. Uh huh. 
He is. He's, he's a beast. A, he's a big guy. But but it's it's about offensive basketball these days. And you gotta play some defense. I get that. But the Jazz have the capability of being the best shooting team in the NBA. And if they do that, they're gonna be all right in the West this year. Uh a few things to react to. <clears throat> um there, Gordon. Uh, you started with Conley. I'll start with Conley. Uh, he was great in that game, just like you said. I I agree. There's one other uh, example of what you're talking about that I want to point to, the the slow spot that they had in the second quarter where where the Pelicans went on an 11-0 run. You know what? Uh, it, that was when Mike was off the floor. So not only is he playing well, but really his impact is extremely noticeable right now on both ends of the floor and here's uh, I want to give Conley a little more credit than I have been defensively he and Rudy um, Locke was talking about this we can ask him at five uh, are the best defensive pick and roll tandem in the league right now now hey if you're a pick and roll tandem defensively with Rudy Gobert you're automatically going to be pretty good but let's let's give him some credit I mean he's out there playing some defense and in these these tough guard defensive assignments Gordon he has been taking them that's think, right think Trey Young so, yeah. I want to and, give... and, and then when you look at the from a numerical standpoint, Jake, I mean that guard line, that starting guard line, really struggled last night as far as efficiency goes. So yeah, tip of the cap. Uh, I agree with you. So um, you know, I'm glad that's that's kind of where you chose to start because I thought that was a, that was a really good place to do it. Uh, but here here's the thing, Gordon. New Orleans isn't playing the type of defense that bothers the Jazz. I will I will be yeah. curious when they play against a team that that plays that high pressure defense that has caused the Jazz to struggle a little bit because the Pelicans don't do that. And if you don't do that, what the Jazz are going to do is get into their offense. Either the the ball handler is going to beat his guy by going right to the rim, which they've done more lately. Even George Niang was beating his guy off the bounce last mm-hmm. night, which is which is really something. That's probably the most effective way to do it, and Mike Conley's been really good at it too, or they do it in the pick and roll, and then as the defense has to adjust, the spacing is so good and the shooting is so good, they, they'll they get uh, uh, an open shot on most possessions. They're getting a ton of corner threes against teams like the Pelicans, and it's it's one of those where it's almost like a dress rehearsal, right, where you're, you're – Everything's working where you're just implementing everything. And when it does, it's it's really, really fun to watch. But I, you know, let's get back to your, well, the, the make or miss league point. You know, if you get if you get open shots, your opportunity, to, and this isn't rocket science, to make those threes is so much higher as opposed to off the bouncer, a hand in your face or any of those sorts of things. And the Jazz got anything they wanted shooting last night. Anything yeah. that they wanted, whether it was transition or whether it was in the half court with the exception of when Mike came off the floor. They got whatever they wanted. And it was interesting after the game, uh, you heard uh, what Quinn Snyder said uh, when he was asked about the, the terrific shooting, and he said it starts with the defense. So I guess that sort of counters what I said earlier about offense being more important than defense. Quinn would say, au contraire, they're both connected. And when the Jazz play that kind of defense, they do get in transition like you were talking about, and they better shots uh, and sometimes quicker shots are created, and they can take advantage of that. And then you get momentum going, and once the mighty Mo starts flowing, then you're in good shape. How much of that so, with with Coach Schneider, and maybe you know, maybe he's one hundred percent true to his word. But whenever I hear the, that from Coach, I always think, well, yeah, because you have to harp on defense. You don't have to harp on offense. 
You know, sometimes you, you do. No, you don't. Oh, you don't. Yeah, hey, yeah. go out and play better offensively. No, I mean you never hear that from coaches. Well, I shouldn't but say you never. Do You're have right. To I say... shouldn't say never. But when you, you know, when you get into stuff, you say, "Oh, it starts with defense," because you've got to encourage your players more to play defense. I think there's some truth to it, though, as far as what I described. But uh, sometimes you have to coach up the offense. So guys are being a little selfish. Not coach up. The ball encourage. <laughs> Harp on. Uh, well, have yeah, messaging, uh, you know? Yeah, a message to do it better, to do it the right way. Because, you know, your dad probably taught you when you were a kid, Jake, there's a right way and a wrong way. In all things in life, there's a right way and a wrong way, and you got to do it the right way. And by the way, uh, careful with that thing. You're going to poke your eye out with that. It's not the two things that dads always say. I don't think that's the two things that dads. And I used to say, Dad, it's a balloon. I'm not going to poke my eye out with it. But as long as we're on uh, defense, uh, big ups to Royce O'Neal for the defense he played on Brandon Ingram, who yeah. uh, tore the Jazz apart a couple of times last year, if you'll remember. Um, 8 of 18, 17 points, and really was a, a non-factor. And, and by the way, the Pelicans... They're they're a bit of they've got a bit of a two man team thing going, uh, and maybe Bledsoe just had a bad night, but uh, and Adams was a non factor, and he's usually a big factor anytime he goes yeah. up against Rudy. So I was surprised about the Pelicans for for a couple of reasons. Do you think the Jazz are reaching a point, and this isn't specific to last night's game, where they can withstand the physicality that they sometimes face? See, I don't know that yet. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier with the pressure defense. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's not really how the Pelicans play. So until they get another matchup like that, I'm I'm not so sure. But I I think the the confidence that they're getting into with this. The, listen, with the Jazz, the transition is so key right now. The the when they have their issues is when they get bogged down in the half court and they go up against a switchy physical team where they can't yep. run the pick and roll and they can't beat the guy in front of them. The the defense or the offense grinds to a halt. And yeah. when teams do that to them, they're they're going to struggle. That's what happened against the Knicks. Uh, that's not exactly what happened against Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving happened against Brooklyn. But that's what happened against Phoenix. That's what happened against Minnesota. So, you know, when they face more teams that try to do that to them, we'll see. But right now, you know, against a team like the Pelicans, they look like a finely tuned machine. Another thing. Is it me or does Rudy Gobert look more comfortable this year? Just kind of more at ease, not uh, necessarily itching to get touches so he can sign his big contract he, he he seems what's the right word jake just kind of I, I don't want to say comfortable because it sounds too slacking off but he he seems more at ease are you seeing that same thing okay so the words i was thinking was open-minded okay explain he's throwing some great passes he's, oh, yeah. he's doing some different things where it's not so much about i gotta put up 20 mm-hmm yeah. Not the what are the, whether they call biceps the show muscles or something like that. I'm not into bodylifting. You know, you didn't it, the the points per game, the show stats. He's not so mm-hmm. worried about that. He's willing to that, throw the extra pass to the corner. He's he's willing to or he's not pouting about not getting it on the pick and roll when the big sags. I mean, it just it seems like he's a little more open-minded to being a team guy and that's where I would say he's not feeling the pressure of the big deal. That bounce pass he threw to uh, to Donovan 
uh, game before this last one was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? So it was something else. Yeah, and yeah. It, it led to a big time dunk from Donovan. And yeah, that's a great example, Gordon. Uh, bringing that up. I mean, I don't. I didn't, you know, we we said yesterday that might have been the best pass of his career because there haven't been many great passes in his career, right? <laughs> and no offense to Rudy, that's just his his game has evolved, and he hasn't really been a passer or asked to be that. And I've certainly noticed he's he's had his uh, how does Harpring put it? His eyes out. Or maybe it's Booner who says that, but it seems like he's added that to his game. Yeah. Well, I hope his eyes don't come out. Uh, that would not be good. But uh, you ever seen anybody's eyeball pop out? Personally, like like witnessed it myself? No. You? Uh, it's not, not, uh, uh, During your rambunctious days in uh, Vegas, uh, back uh, <laughs> it, being muscle for a casino? Austin just uh, talked to us in our ears. There's three bad disgusted. jokes in the last six minutes. Yeah. A disgusted oh. uh, tone. So, <laughs> can you blame him? Really? And two of them involved poking your eye out. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, seriously, good point. We well, need we need a five okay. minute timeout. It's a little violent. They, they, a little uh, violent on the show today. The eyes have it. Oh, jeez. Look, Austin, if you can't see your way clear to laughing at these things, then what can I tell you? Nobody's laughing at these things, I don't think. Punch your light out. I want to remind you about our friends at Jimmy's Flowers. Valentine's Day is coming fast, and we want you to know that flowers make, of course, the perfect gift. Get your order in now to make sure you've got the perfect flowers, and they do do delivery. Jimmy's Flowers with locations in Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, jimmysflowers.com. That's Jimmy's Flowers. More next, (laughs) 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.